0: Good morning, Anchor! It is Monday, August 13th, and this is Cockatrice Nuggets. Um, so, my game on Friday went really, really well. Let me preface with a couple things here. I, uh, pull on my neighbors right in front of me. Hi! Alright, anyway, sorry. Going into on my commute this morning. Very excited about my game. Been looking for a time to, uh, record this, but I want to give myself enough time, and I don't normally record in the mornings, but like I said, very excited. All right, so I don't watch a lot of actual plays on TV, all right, or YouTube, wherever they show them. Um, The ones I have watched are Matt Mercer, um, Dice Camera Action, Professional GMs, right? These are, uh, GMs to the stars, right? Um, Chris Perkins is... Right? Nomaker, whatever. How do you say that? I don't know. Anyway. So when I DM, I fumble a lot. I trip over my words. I say strange things. I say words wrong. I give incorrect places, go back and switch them. Um, I try and say something from memory and while I'm looking it up, and then I look it up, and then it's wrong, so I have to re-say it again. Um, I've learned to let go of a lot of these things. Um, a lot of these things are my perception of the game, right? A lot of my fumbling and reading and note-taking and things like that are ancillary to how the game actually went. So, I've learned, especially recently, to pull that stuff out. And, uh, with therapy and learning how to get rid of my, uh, my shame pool and my, um, my, uh, low self-esteem, I've learned to not blame myself for everything, right? I can't go, oh, this went wrong, damn, this went wrong, oh, I forgot this, damn, this went wrong. Um, now I can just sit back and go, that's the way it went, right? And, Oh God, Friday, it was good. It was good. So they about had a heart attack when I told them they were gonna get arrested. Um, so this was the main concern on their mind. Uh, two volunteered. Um, Gummy, the little rat folk rogue, who is uh, lawful good in my mind. That's, uh, Gummy is the, um, the backbone of morality in this group, which is so strange. Uh, little sewer guy, you know, raised on thieving. And then we have, uh, uh, Judge Zed, right? Exactly what you would think, right? He's a lawful good paladin, and he is using gunslinger, I think? I can't remember. He's using, he's using firearms, at least. I know that. Um, I think there is a, uh, anyway, you found a paladin gunslinger somewhere. Um, so, they march into uh, the, the local chapter of the um, Knights of the Undying Sun, right? This is one of the things I got wrong, but I later corrected it. It confused everybody for a while, but I kept repeating that I made a mistake, and they got in. Um, so, they walk into their local chapter. Uh, the person says, uh, we don't have a writ like that on record. This is very odd. Um, it looks like it was forged. Um, there's the lieutenant's name on the bottom. I can get, I can pass this over to him, and they can investigate it, or I can go and get him to talk to you right now. So they um, they decide to talk to him right now. So he admits that it was an unconventional way of getting you here, but there is, uh, there is a division in the Knights of the Undying Sun. There are some that would keep the old ways, right? There are some that support the, the crown in Magdar, right? Magdar, Magdar. Another thing I kept messing up. Anyway. But then there are the others who grew up in Zobek who would love to see Zobek prosper, right? Because it's about the people, not about the crown. Um, so the, the, the Magdar kingdom is a very feudal, feudalist um, kingdom. Uh, Zobek is all about the free trade and uh, freedom. People, um, you know, lowly popper can make it big, right? That that big lie. Um, that uh, well, in the D and D world, I don't know. Maybe it's not a lie. Anyway, so he reads them this prophecy, and they are confused, right? Which is fine. That's good. They're confused. He says, "We have one item. There are two we need to get." So they go back and brainstorm, and they think about it, and they're like, oh, you know, we could go to this person, or this person, or this person. Um, uh, only one of which was really a viable idea. The other ones were reaching really far. Um, actually, that's not two. They, they mentioned two. I had come up with one that could lead them there. And that was uh, um, a lady at a bookstore that they had met and done a job for. Um... But they picked um, a priest of the church who um, is not a contact, but is a, uh, uh, a, a known associate of one of the characters. That's even stretching it too far. It's the priest that he um, confesses to. So they go and talk to her. She says, oh, I don't know anything about artifacts, right? That's that's not my gig. I, you know, you know I'm in the church. All right. There, there are tons of artifacts, right? And I explained that artifact was something from an ancient time, not a powerful item to be used. And then they, th- that made a lot more sense to them, and they were like, okay. So, um, and this is where I made another mistake. I was like, okay, I'm going to need you to dig back into your um, notes and find a name for me. So, um, we found the name. Uh, there, there was a big misunderstanding they thought I was looking for. There was a pair of guys, right? There was a, um, uh, a an oversized, seemed to have an inflated head about himself, but actually really just a dumb guy taking care of somebody, and uh, a, a temple dog, which is a celestial. Although it has the head of a lion, so it's kind of weird. Anyway, so they find the name of the temple dog and think I want the name of the guy. And it's actually reverse, right? So I, I get in's name and I send them to in And they're like, oh, all right, so we know this guy, so it might be easy. So they get a little hassled at the door because, uh, you know, I'm role playing a dumb guy and they're not asking to come in. So they talk to in which, again, another one of my mistakes. I had forgotten that temple dogs can't talk, and that's that was the main reason he was there, right? To talk for the temple dog. Temples talk to talk now. That's fine. All celestials aren't the same, right? They're not carbon copies of each other. This one can talk. That's why he's here. Anyway, um, so Kaimit explained to them that he knows of this um, this chalice of Peru that they're looking for, um, and they asked, "Do you know where it is?" And he says, I-, "I am guarding it. You know, this is one of the artifacts that I guard." And they're like, oh, damn, what are we going to have to do for this guy? You know, this guy, you know, so they're like stressing about the plot of this book, right? And they ask him, they say, can we have it? And he says, do you need it now? Or something like that. It was implied that, you know, if they don't need it now, he's not going to give it to them. So they're like, oh, man, what's going on here? So they're like, so when we gather these other artifacts, can we have it? And came in replies that, uh, you've earned my trust. So yeah, why not? You know, you hooked me up with a favor back here. I'm going to hook you up with solid right now. So they got so excited about that. Um, and this is, these are the fruits of the seeds they're planting right now, right? These are all these little jobs they're taking are, are giving them a web of contacts that they can go to when they need something. And when they need something, it's all up to them, right? It's like, this is, this is a self-directed campaign. So if they come with something off script and say they need something off script and they tell me, oh, we're going to go to this guy, I'm just going to say, yeah, why not? You know, because I don't want to sit and go, oh, okay, who of all their contacts got it? Oh, no, you're not saying the right name. Oh, no, you're not saying the right name. Oh, no, you're not saying the right name. They're going to make a logical leap and I'm going to say, yay yeah, or nay, right? If if it's way out, you know, if they go to Priest of Baroon for, you know, clockwork material, then no, 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 that's not going to happen. But if they say, hey, I know this kobold, and uh, I think they can hook us up, they'll go there and say no, but hey, I know a guy who knows guys. So, um, power to the players, right? Uh, Someone someone said, um, which is a philosophy I subscribe to, when you... Prep your game. Try as hard as you can to kill the players. When you run your game, be your player's biggest fan. Right? So I set up some nice impossible situations. And see if they can get through it. And I try to help them through it, right? I, I try not to go too far. There are things that I say no to. There are provisions I try to make. Um, I, I, I am not a big subscriber of yes and. But if it makes sense, yes and. Um, so anyway, they find out where this, uh, they've got that locked down. They've got a location to go to for the, um, the horn that they need. And, uh, it ends in this ravine, right? So this is the, the ravine I talked about with the cliff. They had a choice of going down the ravine, which they would have been attacked from above. Um, I was using spiders though, so I don't know how well it would have gone. Probably would have hung back and webbed a lot. Um... And then they had a choice of going down over the side. Um, they walked to the end and went down over the side. That's, that's fine. It's that's not the choice I would have made, but that's fine. That's, that's the choice I was hoping they would make. So we got this epic battle. Um, most of the players are level 3. I think a couple of... Two of them were level 2, maybe. Maybe. At least one of them was level 2. So I've got three giant spiders and, no, three giant wolf spiders, right, they're the small ones, and then, um, five of the bigger ones, and, um, I've got some, uh, better caps hiding in a cave that don't come out until the third round, I think, so the monk, like, pretty much drops his line, drops up, uh, lets go of his line, slides down his line, right, um, lands, takes some damage, And uh, calls out the spiders, because he can't exactly reach them. So, the spiders all attack him. And that's the way combat goes, right? Uh, The monk took a level barbarian, so he is raging. And that's helping a lot, but I am still putting out a lot of damage. He went unconscious at least three times during that. Um, The druid is in bare form, climbing down the cliff with, uh, the rat folk on his back, um, it was, I, I, don't know about a bear climbing down a cliff, right, it's, it doesn't make sense, uh, logically, necessarily, but they've got a climb speed, so they've got a climb speed, so the bear's climbing down the cliff. Um, I think my, pro- my problem was I was envisioning him going down head first and he was probably not going down head first. Anyway, it was only a DC 15 climb, so it's not like it's a sheer surface or something, um, they're trying to knock the spiders off, and I'm saying, well, you know, they've got spider climb, so I'm going to give them a DC-12, like, acrobatics check, um, and then they'll, they'll fall off, right, if you knock them prone with a, uh, a shove. So, um, or pro- knock them off with a shove, right? Knock them prone, they're, they're just flat on the surface that they're already stuck to, so it uh, doesn't do much for them do much to them. Uh, anyway, so, um, Caps come out on round three after the monk is unconscious and wrapped up in a spider web. They move up to the monk and they start cutting him free and uh, proceed to drag them, him off to their cave. So now we've got a super timer. I've got, um, Caps on one side of the map, spiders in the middle, and the players on the other side of the spiders. So the players are trying to decide if they knock these spiders down, or if they take all the opportunity attacks and charge through the problem is the one set up to charge through is the bear and the bear is crazy low on hit points the bear is about to revert to human form and it does happen fortunately the bard had feather fall um, and that helped out a lot after feather fall was cast Um, It was very easy to descend quickly and safely um, without the use of a rope or climbing. And um, they got into the cave with uh, the monk. Um, I rolled badly on both of my webs from them, so the monk did not get webbed. So he did not have to use his attack to break free. The entercaps both had one hit point left, and he uh, murdered both of them. Very exciting. So after that, they get down to the cave, and I've got nothing planned for the cave, right? I totally forget that I packed a couple books with a couple caves in it, but uh, regardless, I didn't have any encounters planned. It was pushing um, 11 o'clock, I think, by that time. And I, I try to finish my midnight. Um, so we get to this point, and... Um, I just describe a couple of obstacles, right? There's a, you know, winding cave, you go down, there's no monsters in here, uh, there's a ravine you have to cross. Okay, we slide down, you know, we tie the ropes together, slide down the rope, bear climbs up, pulls the rope out, bear climbs up with the rat folk, anchors the rope on the other side, they climb up, take the rope in case anyone tries to steal. Uh, Then they get to a door, right? A door that's covered in clockwork. And uh, I'm going to make this a very hard uh, check, right? But um, the, the, uh, the gunslinger comes in and says, I, I, I want to help, or someone says, I, I want to help him pick the lock. And I say, okay, how do you do that? And he says, uh, so I'm about to say, right, so just roll one die. The gunslinger pops in and says, I help him because I have tinkerer's tools and I know how all this stuff works. Perfect roll with advantage, um, so they get through the door, and, uh, there it is, boom, the horn, and they're so paranoid, they're waiting for some Indiana Jones shit, right, they're gonna pull this thing off, and, uh, it's gonna, you know, like the room's gonna collapse, there's gonna be a boulder they gotta run out, something, right, no, nope, nothing, all good, all the way back, and then we get our, um, uh, our wrap-up at the end, right, we get our, um, D, long D word that I can never remember, um, we get this, this moment where everything comes together, right? Oh, okay, we've got this. We've got the horn. We get the chalice, and Kaimed wants to come and watch the ritual, right? So, um, the ritual's cast, and someone appears. And he says, take me to the Church of Sarastra. And that's it. That's the end. So we wrapped a little after 11 o'clock. Everybody was like, oh, right? Because I have no idea who this warlock is, right? Because I make three adventures. I don't... I I, I have a little line at the bottom that says complications. Not complications. um, You know, what happens if they don't do it? Consequences. Um, And... uh, there are no consequences, right? The, 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 the consequence is they, they fulfilled it. So, I don't know where we go from here. I've got this warlock. Warlock of the Cauldron. The only reason I know that is because that's the title of the adventure I rolled. That's the only reason I know that, right? So, he's the Warlock of the Cauldron. What does that mean? I don't know. It sounds like it's got something to do with hags. I love hags. I love hags. Uh, but it's also got something to do with Sarasota because that's not Sarasota. Uh, Sarastra, another one of my mistakes. check kept changing Sarastra to Sarasota, and I, I kept missing it, and the players kept correcting me, so I just went with the players. Uh, Sarastra is the, the fey queen of night magic, right? She is the ruler of the shadow Fae. She is probably equivalent to the raven queen, right? because uh, she rules all those Shadow Elves. I forget what their names are. They're not Ladrin, but something else. Um, so, yeah, these are some interesting things coming, right? And I said this is going to be prosperous for Zobek. So it's got to be something mostly positive. Um, maybe it's going to allow more Shadow Fae into the world, right? Maybe... And, and this will spurn, like, some some jaggedness in some of the relationships, um, I also pulled something up from Reddit for my next session. I've been meaning to do it for a long time, but I actually put it in my se- pre-session notes um, to ask this question. Um, the question was... Uh, I don't know. It was a session warm-up question. It was on Reddit. Um, it's a great idea. You ask your players a role-playing question at the beginning of the game, all right? And uh, they answer it, and that's it. Nothing. Like, maybe I can work something in with their... their their answers but maybe not so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good I like it very excited to talk about this this morning and uh looking back on it it doesn't sound that exciting does it it sounds kind of plain and a little flat but there were some exciting tense moments and uh that made it man everybody walked out of there saying it was great it was great it was great all right I talked to my son on the ride home and I was like you know so everybody seemed to enjoy it um, I was very less prepared, you know, than I thought I was going to be. So, um, it didn't work out quite how I had hoped, but it didn't fall flat. It did not fall flat. Um, but I've got a lot of work ahead of me for the next two weeks. So, hey, if you've gotten any ideas, let me know. All right. And, uh, that's all the cockatrice nuggets we got today. Talk to you later.